What's up, y'all, and welcome to the Real College Talk podcast. This is your destination for honest and relevant college and post-secondary conversation. Um, this episode truly is honest and relevant. I'm so pumped because I finally get to share some really exciting news that I've had to keep under wraps while I've been working on it over the past several months since August of 2019. And so I'm truly thrilled to be able to share it with my family, my friends, um, with the Real College Talk community, and it totally pertains to you. Um, so in this episode, I'm going to share this life update of my own transition back into my collegiate education. Um, but in the second half of this episode, I'd also like to share the uh, top five lessons I've learned over the course of the past year. Um, so for those of you who don't know, since I graduated high school in May of 2019, I've actually been taking a gap year. I've been set to matriculate to school in Dallas, Texas. Um, but over the course of this year, I've been working as a manager for a software company based here in my hometown. And so as, you know, as someone who wants to go into business, I would love to own my own business someday and be an entrepreneur. Uh, this year has really all been about, you know, diving into that experience and, and learning as I go. And it has been nothing short of that. And so, but in this episode, I'm really thrilled to, to share, you know, how I'm actually planning to go back to school and an exciting shift that has taken place there. Um, so with no further ado, for those of you who've been following along, you probably know that I've been set to matriculate to Southern Methodist University in Dallas, Texas this fall of 2020. Um, and so I absolutely love SMU, go Mustangs. If you're applying to college, check them out, especially if you wanna go into business. Um, they're a fantastic school and I was really thrilled to be going to that school uh, through a great scholarship program. Um, so SMU is really known for having some great merit scholarship programs. And that was something that was really important to me when I was applying to school was going on scholarship. Um, now, when I was applying to colleges during my senior year in high school, I applied to many other universities, one of them being Vanderbilt University. I toured Vanderbilt in Nashville when I was a freshman in high school. Absolutely loved the school. And as I got clearer and clearer about what I wanted to do with my life and what I really want from a college education, uh, Vanderbilt just became, you know, to, it, it came to be clearly, you know, one of my first choices. But when I got into Vanderbilt my senior year, like I had talked about, financial aid was really, really important to me and, and I, I didn't get any financial aid from Vanderbilt. And so when I heard back from them as a senior in high school, I pretty much knew right away that I wouldn't be able to go. Um, so anyways, got the gap year from SMU and have since, you know, had an amazing experience there. I'll share that soon. But um, it, was, it was during the course of this gap year that a close friend of mine who's actually at Vanderbilt University knowing how much I loved the school brought up the idea to me of, you know, hey, you have this extra year of runway. You could reapply to Vanderbilt if you really want to and, and try to get one of their scholarships. And my first reaction upon hearing that was, heck no, I'm totally not gonna, I'm not gonna reapply to college. I mean, to anybody who's gone through the college application process, um, yes, it is very rewarding, it's, it's awesome, but, it's also not particularly fun um, or enjoyable. And so the idea of starting from scratch and cracking all that open just did not sound particularly enticing to me. And so um, my immediate reaction was probably not until I sat back and I really started started thinking about it and, and reminding myself of, wait, hey, these are the things you really, really liked about that school. What's the absolute worst that could happen? You could spend all this time on those essays and then it doesn't come through. At least you know 
it wasn't meant to be, right? And so I couldn't shake this. And finally, you know, I just came to the decision with my family that, hey, I think I actually need to, I need to take this step and I need to, I need to see what's, I need to see what I'm being called toward here. Um, and so started from scratch, huge shout out to my family and friends and mentors and Davidson Academy here in Reno, my high school for helping me with, with all the logistics of this process. Um, because pretty much every waking moment I had outside of working full time, outside of eating, sleeping, working out, like I was focused on these essays in applying to Vanderbilt and also submitting applications to all of their scholarships. And so, um, Worked really, really, really hard through the end of November when I submitted my application and sent it off and let it go. I was fully immersed in in work. And I just heard back from Vanderbilt a few weeks ago. Um, things really did work out um, to the point where, you know, knowing Vanderbilt has always been my first choice, I was able to um, forego the scholarship I originally had lined up at SMU and instead choose to go to Vanderbilt this coming fall. Um, I'm so, so thrilled and so excited about this. Um, and so I share this with all of you to encourage you that like, if there's something that you really, really want in this life and you can identify why, um, and there are steps as to how you can get there. Um, if you can get in touch with that why and it's big enough for you to go through the how, for you to go through the hard work, um, my encouragement to you is to, is to do it, is to chase after, is to chase after that dream. Um, and if it's meant to be, I truly believe that it will work out. Um, and I, I, I don't think it's just hard work. I think it's having the humbleness to turn to people around you for help. Um, because I truly would not have been able to make it this happen if it hadn't been for people around me who were looking out for me who said hey um, I see you I see you want this you know how how have you thought about this and then further down the line turning to other people who were able to help me with my essays or able to, able to bring forth all the new things I've learned over the course of my gap year so I could come into these applications with a much more mature and polished perspective and just more real perspective um, than I had when I was a senior in high school. Um, so it's been a really, really rewarding experience. And so to anybody who is, you know, maybe you're going through the college application process or you're preparing to for this coming fall, or you're going through something else that just takes a lot of hard work. Um, there were many moments throughout this process where I thought, you know, what the heck am I doing? I've already gone through this. I have a great scholarship lined up. Why do I need to do this again? Um, my encouragement to you is to just come back to that why, and if it's important enough to you, um, then stick it out. Stick it out, and um, I am rooting for you. Um, so that is the life update. Now, as I transition from <laughs> being in the working professional world to back to being a student, oh my goodness, there's so many things I've learned over the course of this year that I would not trade for the world. Truly, in all honesty, taking this gap year was one of the best decisions I think I've ever been able to make because particularly for someone like me who wants to go into business, who wants to go into entrepreneurship, being able to have that experience and um, to be able to see it with my own eyes and do things with my own hands and really see what, what it's like in the real world, 
I've learned things that I, I couldn't have learned in the classroom. And so I tried to distill it down to just five. And so I'm gonna rattle these off right now. Um, and I really hope that these are helpful to you. So number one, you don't need experience. And that might sound ironic, given that I literally just spent the last year gaining experience. Um, but my big point here is that um, so often, especially as young people, we wait until we have the professional experience and the academic credentials. Oh, do you have your undergraduate degree? Do you have your master's? Do you have your MBA to be able to do this? Have you worked your way up the corporate ladder? Have you been in this industry before? Um, are you old enough? If you're, you're just too young, you're not mature enough, you're not ready for this. Um, but the reality is that if you want to do something that is truly different and remarkable, whether it's you want to own your own business someday or you're passionate about science and you really want to break into this field of research that you don't feel people have really touched, people haven't gone after it yet and you want to be the first to do it. Um, if you're an athlete and you want to go after some amazing feat that no one else has been able to do before, like that's incredible. That is on your heart for a reason. But if you wait until you have the experience to be able to do it, I promise you someone else is going to beat you there. Or by the time you get there, you're not going to have the same fire that you had before because you've been giving your energy so much to what's already been done. Trying to gain experience from what's already out there. And don't get me wrong, there's so much to learn from that. But here's where, here's where I'm coming from is that, um, for example, in the job that I've had this past year, I started with them in high school as an intern. So as an intern, the whole question is, okay, how can this company pour into me more so than how can I pour into the company? You're there to learn, right? And it was while I was in high school that I was offered a full-time job to stay for the, the course of another year. Um, and that was a really big transition to make. And I felt, I specifically remember one night when I came home to my parents and I told them, I was like, I'm not ready for this. I just need to go to school. Like this is scary to me. And I, I don't know that I'm, I don't know that I'm cut out for this because I'm too young. I don't have the professional experience. I don't have my undergraduate degree yet working in a management position over people who are much more educated and who are just simply older than I am. Like that's a lot to take on. I don't have experience in software development. Do I really have what it takes to learn as I go? Um, these are all the things that were going through my head. And those are very valid concerns, by the way. Um, but what I've really learned throughout the course of this year is that like the difference maker between you and someone who comes in with all the more experience and qualifications than you do, and we've done an episode on this before, is if you have the drive and the determination to learn as you go, and if you have passion. And people talk about passion a lot. I'm not talking about passion um, you know, Jesse Itzler, founder of like Zico Water, he ran this huge aviation company. Um, his wife is Sarah Blakely, founder of Spanx. Um, Jesse Itzler says it really well. You can't have passion for the product. You have to have passion for the process. Because I had to have a lot of passion for the process this past year. I'll be honest, like spending late nights working with a team who's in India and in South Africa and England when other people my age were at school going to parties and hanging out and around people you know who are their own age having to make a lot of 
what seemed to be sacrifices throughout the year in order to have this extraordinary experience, right? Um, it took passion for the process. And so particularly for students who are listening right now, um, it can be very difficult to keep your passion and your motivation high throughout the whole school year. And I think that's because oftentimes we're trying to find passion for maybe what we're studying or what our major is. And sometimes it's just not quite there. Um, you've got to have passion for the process because I can promise you it's not going to get better when you graduate. It's not going to get better when you're no longer working for someone else, when you're working for yourself or anything like that. Like there are going to be days and many, many, many days where you will need to work harder than anyone else, where you will need to care more than anybody else cares. And if you're not able to draw upon that passion for the process, passion for the late nights, passion for the endurance it takes to hit a new breakthrough, to hit a new metric, to land a new client, to make a new deal, to make something happen where it seems like more of a challenge than an opportunity. Like if you don't have passion for the process, the highs and the lows, you're only going to last so long. And that goes for academics and for work in the professional world, regardless of what industry you're in. And so to tie this back around, you don't need experience. What you do need is you need passion for the process that you're going through and enough drive and determination to push through, especially when you don't have the experience, when you have to learn as you go. I had to learn how to code throughout this year. I've never, I've never been interested in software development. It was when I had a clear why. It was when I had passion for the process. It's when I had this bigger picture vision of how I could use my skill in software development to forward something bigger that I suddenly became interested in software development, right? And so um, that'll depend on the season for you, specifically what you need to learn. But if you are a young person um, or just a person in general with something that you wanna do, but you feel like you're held back by your lack of experience or something like that, um, start before you are ready. Start now, take some form of action, um, whether it's, you know, writing that business plan or signing up for that online course to learn the skills that you need in order to do that thing. Um, but whatever you do, like, please do not wait until you have the experience, the age, the education to do what you want to do. Um, because otherwise you'll wake up in a few years and realize that that dream and that passion you have, um, or that you had, that you kind of missed your shot or it's just not the right timing anymore. There's never gonna be the perfect time. So take action now. Number two, this year I really, really learned the importance and the need, importance in language. You don't need, you need food, water, shelter, but you've gotta have a mentor. And I've been told this a lot, we hear it a lot, but when I say mentor, this needs to be somebody who knows that they are your mentor. This can't just be someone that you're looking up to from afar. Like this should be someone, in my opinion, who you can go to and say, Hey, I respect your opinion and I need your help and your guidance in this specific way. You can have all the passion and all the drive in the world, but put yourself next to someone else who has a whole lot of passion and a whole lot of drive. Then it's just a competition of willpower. Not to say that everything in life is a competition. It really is not at all. But my point is that 
what's really going to get you closer to where you want to go, whether you're trying to be a double or a triple major, or you want to be a New York Times bestselling author, or you want to be a world-class athlete, or you want to be a world-class physician one day. The difference between you and those other people that are also working really, really hard is if you have the humbleness to seek out mentors, people who've been there, who have done that, who can help you along the way. Mentors for me this year were different from my mentors when I was a student because when I was a student, those mentors were teachers, um, advisors. Uh, I was really involved in DECA throughout high school. It's an international business organization. So I had some mentors through that, but this year has been very, very different. And that my, one of my mentors was my boss, someone who was willing to go into the nitty gritty, hey, you know, software development, coding, literally line by line, helping me to do it. Um, someone who I was able to turn to and, and seek help for and, and guidance in when it came to negotiations, when it came to managing investment and best stores, managing other people, um, being able to look to someone who had managed and run other businesses before in other industries and who had skills that I didn't have that was hugely valuable. Other mentors that I've newly discovered this year are, are personal mentors of mine. Uh, there's one person in particular who I really respect just for her, you know, her professional career. She's a financial expert. She's an amazing mom. Um, she shares the same values of me in terms of faith and, and you know, where I want to go with my life. And I've come to her on a, a few specific occasions this past year in personal and professional decisions saying, hey, you know, I'm at a crossroads here. Can I just lay out every, can I just spill everything out to you? Because I really need a, a sounding board. I need somebody outside of this, uh, outside of this situation who can give me some, you know, wisdom, who can give me some insight, who can say, hey, this is what I would do knowing what I know now. Um, and that's not to say that you take people's opinions as your own blindly by any means. Um, it means that you are willing to open up your mind to gather the perspective of other people. It's one of the reasons why I love listening to podcasts. Why would I, especially as a young person with very little experience, which I was just talking about, why would I go through the hard work and straight up time that it takes to make continuous mistakes and learn from my mistakes and learn as I go when I can do all that, but I can also learn from the mistakes and the insights of other people. Again, that doesn't mean that you listen to people blindly, that you follow advice blindly. It's that you get other perspectives to juggle a little bit in your head to say, okay, how does this measure up to where I'm already at based on my instinct and then go from there. So for you, if you are in high school, if you are in college, um, my challenge to you would be to find one specific person who you look up to, um, who you know you can turn to for advice. And I would encourage you to specifically reach out to that person and tell them, hey, I'm looking for a mentor. I need someone who can, you know, I'm just looking for somebody to, that I can come to for guidance, for insight um, throughout this season in my life. Would you be willing to be my mentor? Straight up ask them straight up ask them like it sounds awkward but I promise you you will never regret it and if anything that person will be honored that that you asked and if they say no then they say no maybe they just don't have the time to do it and then you can look for someone else but definitely find a mentor okay wrapping up with these three rapid fire tips number three be financially alert and financially aware um, I think as a student being in the academic bubble depending on your you know, personal situation, it can be very easy to detach from 
the realities of the world. Um, and academia really is a bubble. It really, really, really is. And so I would encourage you, like there's nothing like a college education. This is the time to learn. This is the time to make mistakes. This is the time to practice budgeting, to start investing in the stock market if you're interested in that, just to educate yourself and learn more. And so I would really encourage you to do that. Um, I've been so grateful to have this past year to really get clear on my own finances and where I wanna go in the future. Um, and again, it's taken the help of mentors, um, of research and personal time spent just you know investigating these things. It doesn't sound particularly exciting or fun, uh, but I would encourage you to do that. I don't think it's emphasized enough to us as college students to be financially alert, um, but it's very, very important. And I think that the coronavirus pandemic has really woken everybody up to that. Um, it used to be that things like this happened every other generation, whether it was World War II or the Great Depression and the 2008 crash, uh, and now the now the coronavirus pandemic, it's happening more and more often. So that's not to say out of fear you should be financially alert. Um, it's out of proactivity um, and out of interest in setting yourself up for success that I would encourage you to do that. Um, again, there's nothing like a college education. I've absolutely loved my gap year experience, but I can honestly say like I'm really looking forward to being back at school because there's so much less pressure in school. There's so much less pressure, like the worries about grades and internships that you land, not millions of dollars that you're managing or people's livelihoods at stake necessarily. Um, cherish this time, not in that use this time to do everything perfectly. Use this time to make mistakes. Use this time to mess up. Um, this is the time to do it. Not to say you won't make mistakes later on. We all will. Like the world is full of mistakes. That is okay. Um, but please don't take it for granted. That, that would be my number four. And then number five, tying back kind of to the first, the first point is, um, don't wait. Don't wait until you've finished first semester, until you've graduated, until you've had that meeting with your academic advisor, until you've landed that internship, until you've gotten the right signs from the universe that this is where you're supposed to go. Like, don't wait until you have the experience or the stars align to start taking action on the things that are important to you. I think sometimes, you know, especially just being young, being in our youth, it can feel like, oh, well, there's always going to be time for that. Um, but not necessarily like time goes by really, really fast. And so cherish it now, um, whether you, whether you're in college right now, whether you are, you know, well into your professional career, if you're in high school, um, cherish this time because there's no time like the present. And, um, that's one thing that I'm just really grateful for about this gap year is that I was so intent on just being fully present because I think going throughout school, um, I, I made it very much a habit to always be living kind of in the future, always planning for something, especially when it came to, okay, gearing up for college apps and where I'm gonna be next year. And this year I thought, you know, let me really see what's possible when I am intentional about being here in the present moment. Um, I think there are a lot of lessons that I would have been asleep to that I would have missed out on if I was thinking about, oh, well, 
in a year's time, I'm going back to college, can't wait for that. If I was constantly living in the future or, or in the past, like I said, it was a friend of mine who brought it to my attention. Hey, you realize you can apply to Vanderbilt. I wasn't even thinking there. And so, um, however you want to look at that, but I think it was a really good practice to, to be fully present. And that's something I really want to bring into my college education as well. Um, and so I hope that this is helpful to you. Thank you so, so much for listening. Um, and you know, just about my personal life update, but also what I've learned this past year. Um, because I think that there's so, there's so many healthy things to be, to be learned and experienced when we take a step back from our identity as a student and remember um, that we are people with dreams and ambitions and lives. Um, and, those, and those deserve, you know, that, that's, that's what life is all about. And so um, thank you so much for listening. As always, keep it real and we'll see you in the next episode. And that's a wrap to this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our mission is to deliver insights and advice that will empower you to jumpstart your life in high school, college, your career, and beyond. But the real talk doesn't stop here. To spread the message of Real College Talk, share this episode with someone who you know could benefit from it. Keep the conversation going and reach out to realcollegetalk101 at gmail.com to let us know what topics and guests you hope to hear from next. Nikhil, did you know we're on seven podcasting platforms? Are you for real? We always keep it real here at RCT. To catch our real talk, listen on Spotify, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or visit anchor.fm slash realcollegetalk for more options. Wait, Morgan, you're forgetting one more thing. Oh, and be sure to follow us on Instagram at Real College Talk. We love featuring our guests and connecting with listeners like you. In the meantime, keep it real. Keep it real.